0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Listen to This Shit. Where two best friends talk about whatever they want to talk about. I'm Joan.
1: I'm Mel and welcome to the end of the year. Um Ooh, we made it. You know, we we ma- we made it barely.
0: honestly barely I feel like this year definitely took a toll on me but like in the resilient type of way
1: I honestly can agree with that like with myself too I'm just like okay like normally like me maybe from two years ago I would have like spiraled out of control but here I am in control which is very interesting and maybe it's just something that comes with age I get that like I should have been knocked down I should have been knocked out
0: (laughs) no I get that I feel like I mean I feel like this year there were times I feel like I was kind of spiraling or at least I had like my worst depression episode since the pandemic first hit and so but like at the same time though like I felt a little bit more supported this year so Mm -hmm. it's just been crazy now and this year flew by I know it's It's crazy to
1: think that we're about to go into 2023 at the end of this week. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I feel like I didn't really do a lot this year, but I also did a lot at the same time. Like, I think, again, I'm going to bring it back to the age thing. When it comes to time and, like, what we do when we're younger we expect to do these big grandiose things and those are big accomplishments and whatnot but I don't know sometimes having like some you know two or three or four things that you do throughout the year and they're big accomplishments I feel like that just feels just as good as doing something once a month you know Mm like something that you worked on or you built yourself I don't know it just went by quick though
0: it really did like I, I don't know, I feel like this year felt like such a speck, and I feel, I was talking about this either with Cassandra or Ashley or Niall yesterday, but basically, the reason why this year went fast, because our body perceives less now, and so time, we our body perceives time less, so that's why I feel like this year went, like, by so quickly, and I'm just like, I don't. But we have a lot to discuss about this year because this is our year on wraps. You know, we're gonna have some great topics. We're gonna talk about our favorite movies, TV shows, music, our major accomplishments, even our failures and what we learned from it. And then we're gonna touch Mm. on some of our goals. Yeah, let's go, let's get in, let's get into it. So, let's get into it. First of all, we're gonna do our catch up real quick. Um, right, Christmas is over.
1: Yeah, we were actually recording recording the episode the day after Christmas. So when you guys will be listening to this, we'll hopefully, fingers crossed, be on New Year's or on the New Year. So we spent yesterday with our families and surviving a snowstorm. Have you seen the videos from Seattle? Uh, Yes, I've been seeing them on my TikTok. I think it's so funny. These people are like taking hooks and like hooking them into the road and like crawling yeah. uphill. I love watching... The people sliding down the
0: hills. I think. I think to me, it's like okay, everyone on their hands and knees, like literally. I'm just like, oh just stay God. home, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like wherever wherever you need to go, it, it's not that serious. It's not. I know serious.
1: for real, for real. And also, I'm thinking about the insurance companies with these cars that keep sliding into each other. I'm like, how is that gonna work?
0: How? Oh, I never thought about
1: that. Like you're, but the thing is. All of them are fools for driving in a storm like that.
0: Yeah, because I'm, I'm not asking them to, to stay home. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There's a part of me that's like, is it gonna be melted enough for me to drive to work tomorrow? Uh, probably not. Like, I don't know. I was driving home, and I know Ashley's a, sa- Ashley's a safer driver, but like, at least on the roads on the way back to my apartment, they were fucking freaking me out. Like, I'm just like, Oh well, my god.
1: It's because certain areas are actually taken care of like over by me Worthington actually has clear roads completely. But over me where I live the roads like one half of the road is plowed but my side isn't.
0: Yeah, and I'm just kind of like
1: I know. I have like a little I have a little beater like that guy my car will fly off the road. Mm-hmm. But what what do I know? What else? What else has been happening? Honestly, really nothing for me anyways just like just the usual like working grinding
0: i don't know why i feel like i'm like so afraid to like say that on our pod on our little mini podcast like
1: i think it's because people we know listen to it maybe question mark
0: i mean i've advertised it like when you first came to our um job job but like I haven't seen anything since. And it doesn't change the fact that, like, yeah, we are going to. This isn't what we want to do. Like, I don't know. I and, and, that's, and that's another thing about the job market lately. And that's something that like, me and you have definitely been heavy into. And I like, know. Like, it's such a problem. Like, we feel like it's inherently a problem to talk about actively leaving our jobs, actively trying to figure out what's next in our career, what mm-hmm. skills we need to build. Because then we get perceived of not caring our job like not caring about our job enough because we see it as a job and not like a career. Correct. And it's like I I really don't like that. But also I'll fully admit, the idea of working for myself, I also don't like I wanna do that full time eventually when I have a full blown operation. But like even just thinking about it like right now, I would like to do that part time. It's not like mm-hmm. something I really want to do like full time right now. How do you find a job Hi first of all, how you get a job to call you back. (laughs) (laughs) Send an email back and then they're stressing you about do your cover letter, do a follow up email, do a cold email, all that shit. And I'm like, for what? It's not worth the energy. Yeah. And it's
1: just like (sighs) for me, is struggling to find something that I'm going to enjoy. Because, like, I don't want to just, you know, hop into another job again for survival. What are my skills? Like, I know my skills, but, like, I don't want to be put into a job where they're only going to use me for my skills, and they're not going to onboard me, and I'm not going to learn anything, and they're just going to, (laughs) like,
0: assume. No, heavy on the onboarding. Like, they don't want to onboard you, like, and even just like, like, I guess it's just a thing where it's like, when you look at job descriptions, there really isn't like a, uh only some of them have a full blown plan of like, okay, if you are hired, this is what's going to happen in the first three months, or this is what's going to happen in the first month. This is what's going to happen in the second month as a full blown onboarding plan. Not a lot of job listings have that. Mm hmm. And it's just, it doesn't really make me trust them. And then when you go into these interviews, like, I feel like we're supposed to be asking these, like, harder questions, like, onboarding situations, like, what is your manager style of discipline or feedback or critique, like, right, because I even went in with my interview, I'm like, I'm a feedback heavy person. I prefer
1: feedback. I don't like passive aggressive things. I like it when you talk to me about an issue and you know, we can resolve it, nip it in the bud. However, comma, I have yet to receive any of that. It's more so me prying for that information, prying for feedback, um, asking for help all the time. And instead of like, I don't know. You're a manager, or you're—you know—you've been here longer than me. You see me messing up. Why don't you come talk to me? I—I I don't know why they have that fear, but I think, we'll talk about it a little bit later
0: in the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into. I don't have really anything else either. I just—I just been enjoying this holiday season by a lot of YouTube Christmas music mixes on the TV. But um, what ha- what has been your favorite Christmas gift you've gotten so far?
1: I think my Kindle. Okay. I think her. I
0: think my Kindle, um I've, that's something I've been
1: wanting for like the last I feel like for the year and I just never bit the bullet and bought it myself, but my lovely sister Rushy bought it for me, so that's cool. Also, I might tie it with the Dutch oven too because I've been wanting a Dutch oven for like 2 years now and I finally got one. Honestly, this will, I'll talk about it later in the episode, but like cooking this year, cooking for these last two years have has been like a huge impact in my life. So I think those are two of my favorite gifts. But what about you?
0: Um, I would say my favorite gift from Niall, I would have to say the Kate's. Sp- I, I like that gift the most. It's because I did not expect it. Mm-hmm. It fits my face. Like it's aviators. I, it's literally what you would want. Yeah, like without I was, asking. I was talking to him about like, oh, like I really want a pair of aviators. Like I feel like he really took that and listened and and gave it to me. And I don't know, I really like that gift. Also getting me the full version of DaVinci Resolve. I'm I'm about to be in my editing game. And then um my second favorite one is my Apple Watch that I got for myself because get yourself a Christmas gift. I got me this and a photo album for all my film photos. And those are my favorite gifts this year. I would also put, as
1: far as getting a gift for myself, uh, my tabby boots, which are coming on the in two days. Period. Sorry, Um, I'm gonna serve cunt in this office. (laughs) No, they're gonna they're gonna look at my feet and be like, "I'm like what? I got hooves?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please, oh my god.
1: I have a whole outfit plan. Not gonna lie, did I have a whole outfit. One, did
0: you try the one I gave you?
1: Yeah, they're cute. It fits. Oh, it fits? I was okay, okay. I was a little nervous because it said two XL, but like it fits fine.
0: Okay, so I, I don't. Just, I had your dump trunk in mind, so I was like. Is that I know you fits? thought of you <laughs> thought of God. You thought of my ass. Because the thing is, though, the two XL is technically the plus. Like it's like it's like the two XL that kind of borders in from like straight sizes to plus sizes. Yeah. And so I was like, because if I got you a genuine two X, it wouldn't fit so interesting yeah like it's just no it's it's cute it's
1: comfy I'm obviously not wearing it now because it's kind of cold in the house and it's Mm -hmm. just like cold in general so I'm in my cozy moment honestly Christmas was pretty chill this year I I really love that I did not have to leave the house I made breakfast Taylor's family came over it was a hit like my spread was pretty good too I made I made fresh whipped cream. Shout out to that
0: uh, immersion blender that you got. No that- period. Period. <laughs> I made that way whipped cream for no reason with that blender.
1: <laughs> them peaks. Them peaks in that cream.
0: No, for real. Okay,
1: sorry. <laughs> anyway, it was just like a ba- your bog standard breakfast, but it was just something really nice and different. I feel like I feel like for the last four years of Taylor and I being together, it's just like the same routine, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm somebody. In some aspects, I like tradition, but also I'm down for new ideas, new concepts, especially since we're going to continue on being together. I don't know. Like, I want to experience something different. I want to create something new for us. We're different people. Like, we're going to be breaking off and
0: starting our own lives. So try something different. Yeah, I can definitely say that it was definitely different this year, too. Like, the fact that, like, I wasn't at home in, like, uh, my mom's house. And, like, there's music heavy, the the air feels hot, I feel stuffed in, like, one room. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, literally, and then the fact that Ashley came over to sleep at my apartment and she was, like, that's, like, the best four hours I got in a while because I was not going to get that back in the house. And I'm Mm -hmm. just, like, yeah, like, literally me, Stacey, and Niall played Monopoly for two hours. Like, I had myself a little small breakfast. And then I literally, we literally got to my mom's house at, like, 3.30, Left by eight fifteen, home by like eight forty five. Like, I the fact that I was like in bed by like, well actually I was in bed by eleven because. I wanted to play The Sims, but my Sims is bugging me out. There's a bug in there, and I don't fucking like it. It's making the objects look weird. and I saw some people find that funny. I don't. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't want to touch my Sims game, and it makes me so mad because I got into this movie. I got back into it just for it to bug on me, and I don't like it. (laughs) It literally makes me feel... I'm just getting the heebie-jeebies crawling just thinking about it, and so... I stopped and I was working on my magazine which was fun and I'm, I started re-watching Scandal because I was one clip away and the clip was amazing so I'm rewatching it. Love
1: that for you. Thank you. But yeah so far like I feel like everything's been pretty chill. Knock on wood nothing like crazy happens. Knock on my bed. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about what we liked this year
0: and what we got into, what we learned, what we failed at, what we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I love these type of lists. And I'm. it's kind of funny too, because like, of course, I follow all the like filmmakers, film YouTube, film essays, mm-hmm. and they're making their top favorite things of whatever. And I'm just like, it's like I want to do the long form video, but I'm just gonna do the short form video because that's all I have energy for. And I don't want to be pressured into making a long form one because everyone else is doing it. However, do you remember Adosa Buckley? Remember
1: yeah, Adilsa. of course.
0: Of course. Literally, yesterday me and Ashley watched the top ten worst songs of 2020. I completely saw this on Facebook. Forgot I followed him. And let me tell you, this video was was kind of funny. I don't know. It was it was funny. Like I we were dying. And the fact that like the number one song was A B C D E a uh, Fuck You. Yeah, the song's uh, bad. Dale. And Ashley was like, oh, I think it's a cute little song. I mean, I have like one of the other Gail songs, but this one I don't really care for. But it was so funny. That song awesome.
1: is so cringy. You know what that song gives me? It gives me like millennial mom, millennial, like living in New York off her mommy and daddy's money. And like she like fucked a guy once and then um, he said, hey, like. This is just a one-time thing. She's like, oh my god! Even though he set the boundary, like this is the boundary that is like a friends with benefits thing. Like I feel like that's who she makes music for. It's a very specific uh group. Even, <laughs> even though Gail's like nineteen, but she somehow she makes it. Also, I've seen clips of her performances and how cringy they are. Like, mm.
0: yeah. And I was telling her, I was telling Ashley about the Twinkle Twinkle Little Bitch song. By that little girl. And I was like, yeah, people literally showed up to her concerts and like made fun of her. And then she kind of like rode with it. And I'm like, you know, bad press is still good press. It's still press. Like,
1: it does her thing, I guess.
0: I guess. I could never. I like, I think the minute I receive bad press, I'm done. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna. Unlike these other celebrities, if I ever get hit with a bad press, my bitch ass is saying nothing. If if I've learned anything, it is to say nothing. and Keep it it. pushing. Be like Jennifer Lawrence. Say nothing. Leave yourself for a a good chunk of time. Then come back. Because I got... uh, 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 (coughs) Anyway.
1: Anyway. Should we start with the movies? Yes.
0: Okay. You want to go first? Sure. I have my little concentrated list. Um, I actually do, I mean, I hate to be that that bitch, but I did, like, come up with my 2022 list, as I do every year for the past, like, three years, and I do have a concrete number of how many films and movies and TV, well, films and TV shows I watch. So, this year, um, including the ones that I watched this month, I watched probably 100 movies, and then I watched 25 shows. This includes, okay. like, new shows new seasons and then like all that right so my favorite movie of the year for sure is the woman king i've seen it twice it's ready to rent we got a new tv i want to watch it with the sound bar and then my second favorite movie was definitely nope and guess what it's streaming on peacock for free and i need to sit down and watch it because it's noted i still need to see it it's wait wait till we get to five part okay girl girl girl. <laughs> wait it's so- finish your
1: list okay okay
0: so then my third favorite i put top gun but actually it's uh black panther wakanda forever i saw that movie twice too that movie is phenomenal you don't even feel the three hour wait time and now we have to kick it so my fourth one is top gun maverick i think it's the best action movie of the year tom cruise is crazy this man's crazy but that movie i did not expect it to be so on like edge on my seat, like me, like, oh my fucking god. And guess what? That's about to rent too. And then the fifth, my favorite, my fifth one is called Westwin. That's really bad French. But it's called Between Two Worlds. And I saw this at the Santa Barbara Film Festival and it still kind of stuck with me. Melica, I really think you would like this film. Probably. Because um, honestly, me and Melika, we are French film girlies. Okay. Yes, listen. We they they
1: get us in tears. We're out here analyzing. I still,
0: I still think about Devin so uh, fucking much. I Listen. need to re.
1: Do I want to rewatch that? I kind of do. I've been
0: wanting to like. I want to rewatch it, even though it hurts me. It, it hurts. That that movie is phenomenal, but it hurts. But um, basically, Between Two Worlds is about this famous French author who goes undercover as a maid, like a low class maid, and then she okay. comes in thrall into this maid community, and she basically tries to, like, live because, like, a big um topic in France is, like, the working class, you know, like, yep. poverty, people being on food stamps, like government assistance, and, like, when I tell you she's a famous author, she's a famous author known for going under in these roles for a book, you know, and so... So,
1: method acting.
0: Yeah, method acting for writing. Writing. <laughs> and this movie stuck out to me so much because, I mean... Juliette Brikosh. She's a really good actor. She was in Clouds of Sils Maria with Kristen Stewart. Probably one of my favorite Kristen Stewart performances. And I still think about it because I didn't... I mean, we grew up, like, low middle class, working class. I don't even know. I honestly don't because that's a the standards, other thing. The standards are so different. They're so different now. now. Yeah. And so... I guess, um, first of all, I love me a good found family story, and essentially was, like, with these maids. But I don't know. It's just, the storytelling just felt so realistic, very not cinema ver- uh, verite, but, like, kinda. It was really good. Like, I still think about that movie. And yeah, it my top five. And then, I mean, I don't have TV shows on here, but definitely some standout Season three of The Boys, Paper Girls, they're not releasing any of the seasons but the comic book series of paper girls please please do did you finish paper. that i did finish it i finished the entire thing 800 900 pages but there the show go. version's really good reacher on amazon prime if you like jack reacher if you even know who the fuck i'm talking about that show is fucking phenomenal um i've i finally watched chicago pd and chicago fire I'm making my way oh my to God. Chicago Med. I'm 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 making my way there because those two shows. And I hate fire. Everyone knows me. I don't I don't fuck with fire. That just scares me. And so why would I watch a show of it, especially eleven seasons? But let me tell you, the drama. Those are my. Those will have to be my favorite shows of this year, like crazy. So i only watched
1: one movie this year and it was lord of the rings um <laughs> i watched it i probably have watched it maybe like 50 60 times this year listen it's the hyperfixation. i think it definitely pours into the whole adhd thing it kind of reminds me how you watch law and order svu lord of the rings is my law and order okay <laughs> If I'm going oh, through a time of distress, I'm gonna watch that, mm-hmm. which honestly is not a bad thing. Like I did here and there, watch a couple different movies. Like I watched Barbarian. I think that is the most recent newest that came out movie earlier this year. I know.
0: So you all, at least you watched a 2022 film.
1: Yeah, that is like I think that's the only 2020. 2020- two movie that I watch this year I'm not really embarrassed about it because honestly it's all about healing this year I think I mentioned it in our first episode of this year I'm all about healing myself and sometimes you just got to heal that kid inside of you when that teenager that is what I did it's I mean it's kind of embarrassing but it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. I didn't do it for the bit but yeah that was what I watched. I did not do anything else. I didn't. I don't think I even went to the movie theaters this year. I don't think so. I don't remember.
0: I, I feel like I I went to the movies a lot this year by myself.
1: To be fair though, I didn't really see a lot of trailers that like stuck out to me that I'm like, oh my god, I have to go see it. It's. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like, at least for me, this year, it wasn't lots of hits. You know, like where's really yeah at least granted i didn't see any of the movies but like the trailers that i saw i'm just like oh wait i did i did see a movie this year i saw the batman
0: <laughs> yeah I and mean, then you me to watch it for like weeks and i watched like the first 13 minutes and i was like girl it was boring me
1: i liked it i liked it but also did it impact me like it should no because i forgot i saw it it was good like it was a good movie, but you know i was in there for the R Pats, you know what about tv again i didn't really watch anything well no i did did i watch anything new i watched the new season of handmaid's tale which was fine i'm really upset that they're even continuing on with another season like they should have just wrapped they should just wrap that shit up i at least i'm hoping for the next season that we get more of hannah i don't really care about june june pisses me the fuck off Mm -hmm. um i watched kindred i finished that that was that was pretty good. Like it was very good. I like the actor. I still have
0: to. I still have to watch it. I'm probably gonna watch it this week. Um, but yeah, i know the book is very good. I was. It was actually. I was actually explaining it to Stacy, and I was like, "Yeah." So basically, it's about this woman who's living in modern times who gets transported back to slavery, and she has a my original husband. But then she starts this like friendship, quote unquote, with this like slave owner's boy, and then she has to like go. Like she kind of has to like feel with this relationship because like when this kid, when this kid is literally a kid their relationship is actually really good and then he gets older and then she used to deal with the repercussions of that and then mm-hmm. her husband's involved her husband knows everything and and she was like they did this a little bit different actually i will say oh
1: it's very it's actually very different not very different but like maybe like a key thing they changed yes
0: well, I'm yes. gonna
1: have to. I'm gonna have to watch. But yeah, you should definitely watch it. Um, I thought it was pretty good, though. Wait, what about the dropout? Oh yeah, I did watch that. Duh. Listen, this year, this year went by so quick that everything merged together. Like, uh, sure. I don't even remember what I watched. Listen, Amanda.
0: No, she got nominated for that Golden Globe. You heard that voice? She oh, practiced. Yeah. So that fucking scene. <laughs> that scene alone. They're gonna show that scene in the ceremony. And then they're going to show that scene again when she wins. Because you can't tell me Amanda did not go. You can't tell me that's not a career-defining performance. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Come on. Anyway. (laughs) But
1: I'm be real with you. I didn't really watch a lot. I was more so. I would say I was more in the reading section.
0: Yes. Let's get into that. Let's get into it. I feel like this year we bonded a little bit more over books. Which is good. Which is good because um this year including the novel i just finished which was a novel graphic novel i finished saga volume 10 and so i read 27 books this year i am currently reading the artist way by julia cameron which this is my third time actually attempting attempting and like actually reading through each week and doing the tasks and honestly i feel like i'm unpacking a a a lot
1: is it just for, like, is it general artistry, or is it for, like, film specifically? Like, what is the overall thing? Like, would it be something
0: that I could do? Oh, Melica, yes. It, this okay. is more of creatives. Like, if you're a creative, okay. this is the book for you. And, um, I haven't started reading the next chapter yet, but I'm literally on week five now. Like, How many weeks is it? Twelve. So, so this is oh. like a, so I'm going to be reading this book for the next, like, month or two. Like I think, okay. I think it makes sense for me to read this book in December, going into like March. the new year. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I'm currently reading that. But my favorite book of the year is The Last Housewife. Um, that book was I, so
1: crazy. That
0: book. That's a thriller. That is a thriller. Like I have never read a book this year that had fantastic pacing, like oh, yeah. this book did. Like the, I felt like nothing really came up that that was like that felt rushed or kind of not necessary. Like, I feel like everything was written. I wouldn't say perfectly, but like it kept me going. Like, I don't know, like that book was so fucking good. I don't even have the author's name. I think it was like Ashley something. Ashley but, White, White something. I don't know yeah. either, but the listen is memorable. Time, it's memorable. Like And also mind you, everyone, we're going to put these, we're going to put our, our list in the show notes. So just so you will have a list. You can make our good reads. My second favorite book of the year is actually Building a Second Brain by Tiago Forte. I I kind of feel like I kind of cooled it on their productivity, or at least I kind of cooled talking about it <laughs> with everyone in my life. And I kind of just kept it more to myself in terms of fully like, oh my god, here are the ways you need to be more productive in your life. I'm just kind of like, this is what I'm doing for me. And basically in this book. Tiago is talking about um essentially building a second brain for yourself in terms of how to create systems in your life. This is mm-hmm. very much a systems type of productivity book. And I think that's also a lot like especially on the pro- productivity side of social media. A lot of people are going into systems. It's not about like like you can have a goal, but it's like what's the system that you're going to build yourself to uh, accomplish the goal mm-hmm. and so basically it's it can't the thing is that the second brain can be analog but it's it's primarily like digital so like for me my second brain's on my notion I recreated my notion and there's four different sections you have your projects your areas your resources and your archives basically the resources I feel like reformatting that in my head and like knowing that like okay like I have documents on here that I need a reference and it's quick, easy to pull up. And then yeah. areas in your life, it's kind of more like interests kind of in even more like a concentrated way. So like, for example, on my notion, I have like my list of like date ideas with Nile. I have wellness as an area. I have um, my favorite artwork as an area. And then within that, I have like several things. So like, for example, I have productivity in there, but in there I have like my monthly reset, my yearly reset, my goals, like all these different templates for myself. Right. I, I think it truly changed the way I go about my systems. And like I didn't, I, I don't know. I didn't really expect this book to really hit me like that on term of like self help and productivity, because I think I'm really hitting. I think the next step for me is mindset like i i think in terms of like when i'm when i want to look for like self-help books it's gonna be more of like a mindset like those are the type of books i'm looking for and i don't know i really i think if you're really looking for something an overhaul of your systems this is a really good book to read i really enjoyed it and then my third favorite book is the seven husbands of evelyn hugo that's on my list too uh did you see that the tiktok i sent you about that woman that made the okay (laughs) I'm gonna link this video, but this woman did a whole casting of, of and movies. she did great. And if she if they did it into a miniseries, which it should be, not a movie, Netflix, and it's perfect.
1: Per- Why can't perfect.
0: Hulu pick it up? Honestly,
1: Hulu should pick it up. I feel like Hulu would better produce it. In my, you opinion. know what? You know
0: what? I agree with you. Because you know, you know who I would say HBO, yeah. but we all know how they're literally in the shitter right now. Yep, they're axing so many things. So literally, Hulu.
1: If that was to become a Hulu series, oh my god, think about I, the no, budget. No, you're right. I think it would. I would. I think it would strive. Like, I I think of it of uh, a la like Miss America. Remember that? Yes. Like that concept. I feel like if they not necessarily shoot it the exact same way or whatever, but but yeah. I feel like it, they could do it. They did Miss America. They could do Evelyn Hugo.
0: Bro, Mrs. America was a really good show. Mm-hmm. Like that show was really good. Anyway. Or you
1: know, you know who else? Paramount yeah. Plus. Paramount Plus. Paramount could have done it too, just like
0: they did. Uh, Why Women Kill. Um, that's another show. Uh, that unfortunately got canceled this year. And I knew it was going to get canceled. I had an inkling. I was very upset. But so- Why Women Kill. That was so good. That was so good. Like the concept. They could have done so much with it. Just imagine us just imagine a year, one set in like the 90s, all the like little fires everywhere or the 80s. They could have done something true crime related to that. Bro, anyway, we ain't got not talking about that. That's a whole other <laughs> episode. Um and then my fourth favorite book, I don't know if it's a little, but my fourth one is called When No One's Watching by Alyssa Cole. This book takes gentrification to a whole fucking other level. And mind you, this book actually takes place, I think, within, like, a week. Like, that is the whole time frame of the book. And it felt like, it felt like everything was kind of zeroing on each other, like, the way that gentrification is, because, like, once you see, like, one neighborhood goes, they all go, and it's yep. basically about this woman who lives in Brooklyn and has this house, and um obviously, like, other houses in the neighborhood are getting bought up, But the thing is, is that, like, these houses are getting bought up, but then the people are disappearing as well. It's It's not like a thing where, like, people move and then they come back and visit. Like, they completely disappear. And so the protagonist is trying to figure out, like, what's going on because these people are trying to figure out why this is what it is. Okay. So,
1: again, back to, like, the whole reading thing um I'm honestly really proud of myself I started off my year goal with 20 books and I as of yesterday hit 40 so I doubled what I did I'm kind of back on my bullshit from when I was younger Mm -hmm. so hopefully hopefully I'm genuinely reading because I enjoy it versus the um escapism of it because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like with you with TV and movies, I feel like yours is more, that's your thing, like your escapism or your way of escaping. Yeah. Whereas like books has always been mine. So i read a lot this year and I'm going to keep pushing. Now that I've got a Kindle, great. Um, <laughs> so on my list, these aren't necessarily in order because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of them are just different and I can't really categorize it. Mm. they all have different impacts so of course we mentioned the seven husbands of evelyn hugo i enjoyed i don't know i love the hollywood starlet i love the drama i love a good lesbian book and to be real two of my books on my list are lesbian books so a theme um Mm -hmm. so it was pretty good Uh, i read this book called uh violetta by isabel allende i think that's how you pronounce it but it was a very well written book. I absolutely loved it. I think I remember talking to you about it. Basically it's about this woman. She lives in a indisclosed like South American country. Um during like like she's born during the first pandemic, the Spanish influenza. And she dies during the 2020 pandemic, which was very interesting. She like catalogs her whole entire life like from the time she's born to the moment she dies. And it was just wonderful to see like her get married and have kids with this man who does not love her. Turns out he's like a mobster and he's working for the government and like smuggling people, getting people killed because there's uprisings for like communism or whatever. I don't know. This is very well written. It's beautiful. And I have a very fond memory with this book. I was actually at a bookstore and I saw this man carrying it. And I was like, oh, my God, that book was beautiful. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm buying my second copy for my friend. Like, this is my favorite author. And he was, like, Dominican. Um, he was, like, talking about how this woman, like, she love he loves her books. Her books are phenomenal, and her writing is just amazing. Like, she wrote this book called Paula, and it's about, she basically sat by her daughter while her daughter was in a coma and wrote about her daughter's life while she was in the coma and everything going on around her so she can read it when she comes out of the coma. So
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) I will definitely be looking into that book. Another book that I read was called Yerba Buena by Nina LaCour. That book, I've seen a lot of people talk about it. I absolutely loved it. I love the concept of it. Basically, it's about these two women. You know, it's really bad because I I read it and I really liked it, but I forget the main character's names. Um, Two women, one woman... You know what, I have to look that up because I feel bad. I'm talking about a piece of literature and I don't even know the characters. Okay, so the characters in Yerba Buena, I think her name, man, we took a break for a second. Hold on, let me pull
0: it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yerba Buena.
1: Yeah, so we have the main characters which are named Sarah and Emily. And basically, one girl, Sarah, I believe, lives in this like ho- like this town out in the boonies. And, like, she fell in love with this girl when she was, like, a teenager. And the girl went missing. And the girl's body was found in the river. And she's, like, heartbroken from that because that's her first love. So she runs away because she knows some shit's going down in her town. And then there's the other girl. She's Creole. But, like, Louisiana Creole. So I guess she's, like, white. Um, I couldn't really. I, you know what? That doesn't matter. Anyway, they live in California. And then the main girl becomes like a rags to riches story she becomes the most sought out like cocktail creator and then uh emily um runs into her and they start like flirting and having like, a relationship it's like it's just yearning your buena is about yearning okay it mm. was great it's beautiful it made me cry um i have i'm glad my mom died on there i really love that book it's still it's still stuck with me
0: that'll definitely um, be a fifth one for me yeah that book
1: mm. So good. You know, one day we'll release the archive episode. We will release it, One day we will
0: re- we will release it. <laughs>
1: uh, it was a really good book. I don't know. Like I still think about it. I think about Jeanette, and I hope she's doing great. I'm sure she's doing wonderful. Um, I read this other book called Writers and Lovers by Emily King. I really liked that book. I liked that it was a commentary on the writing experience and wanting to be a creative so bad that you ultimately like have to accept the fact that you're not going to be a famous writer and just do what you can but still be creative in between Mm. and i feel like that i feel like that relates like i can relate to that and i loved it again it was a beautifully written book and i enjoyed it a lot i can uh i definitely recommend it and then a book that i actually just finished recently called braiding sweetgrass by uh robin wall kimmerer i loved it i love it so much it is a commentary on indigenous uh people and their use of plants and nature and like the scientific history behind everything and this woman words her words come out and they're like honey they're so smooth they're sweet they're beautiful and even if you're not like a plant person I think what hit me is kind of the ancestral journey that she was on too. She is a part of the Potawatomi uh, tribe Mm. and she's still learning the language and everything. And she's just trying to get connected to her roots, but also talking about the sweet grass and how sacred it is in a lot of indigenous people's cultures, talking about like I don't know, pecans and like the historical name behind it, the context with indigenous people, but also her personal experience of poverty and how people would collect them to sell them and like her going to other countries to study plants, but going to their markets and talking about like how we view nature and view food and the way that the earth gives back to us um, as you shouldn't put a price on that. You should just be able to give it she went to a market and they started giving her everything. They're like, yes, here, have it. She's like, I have to pay. And they're like, no, you don't. This is part of life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, beautiful, beautiful book, beautiful woman. I love it. And honestly, I feel like it kind of even pushed my ancestral journey that I'm going to go on in the next year. So we'll talk about that in the whole life thing.
0: Okay. All right. And then um, last section is music. Obviously, um, I am very proud of my music stats from my Apple Rewind. And basically, I listen to eight new podcasts. I listen to over 43,000 minutes of music. I listen to over 3,300 songs, listen to 1,500 artists, and I listen to 220 albums this year. Honestly, I feel like for me, music is a very big proponent in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's... I think sometimes I forget that there's really people that don't listen to mu- new music. right? Yo, that's they, the weirdest like, shit. Like, they don't listen to anything new, Ashley. Niall Loki. But, like, it's a thing where I'm just kind of like, I literally... <laughs> Melico, I literally listen to new music every single week. I make it a point to. I love music. I, I think when I listen to music, it takes me to a whole nother creative realm like mm-hmm. I do see myself I think if I really wanted to pivot into like directing I really do see myself being a music video director I think that would be my like start because yes there's something about creating stories with songs like there is actually still a music video visual that I would love to create maybe in the spring um, and I just love it so much and so um, my favorite album or more like EP is flow the lead Listen, everyone knows I love me a good girl group, a good boy group. I've always been a fan and will forever be a fan. And Flow is this three-piece um R&B group from the UK. Their harmonies, it's giving very much like Destiny's Child in the new age. And I don't want to compare them to Destiny's Child because obviously they're their own group and they have their own things going on. Right. And I like when I tell you this EP has no skips. No skips. Amazing. Like i love them and then my second favorite album was actually broods um they are a brother and sister alternative electronic pop duo and it's called space island and of course like i like things with space because i'm a fucking aquarius if you didn't know and they played with a lot of different experimental like electronic sounds um georgia i love her like raspy low voice. It's really cute. It's a really good album. And then my third favorite album kind of snuck up on me because I literally just listened to it like three weeks ago. It's sleeping with sirens, complete collapse. I did not expect so funny. I did not expect that. Okay. Like I listened to their album and Asking Alexandria's new album as well. I think it's called um learn to find myself or never gonna learn or it's called See What's on the inside. Okay but sleeping with sirens this album it's like an 11 song album i literally have half the album okay like i know some people say con quinn sounds like a, mo- a woman okay and you know what that's fine that- that's a specific singing style but this album i've never wanted to like bang my head so hard like i know if i was like walking on the treadmill if i was in the-, in the woods doing a walk a nice brisk motion mm-hmm. I would be mm-hmm. like oh my god like let me get into it okay and get then it. it's good my favorite song off the album is the title track album and i do have this from believer that's like if your top single is the best song off your album that's really bad in oh my, close that's my that's my humble opinion and in this opinion it's not it's really good but then he has other songs well they have other songs on the album that's very good so i very highly recommend it i highly recommend it if you're in a either an ex emo kid, or yep. looking for new music in the emo realm, and if then you of want course to revisit, of yes. course, and of course Renaissance by Beyonce is on my list as well. This album, I will fully say, it snuck up on me. I listened to it the first time around, first like two three times, and I liked it. It wasn't B Day, which is her best album. But then of course when you hear it on TikTok and then you hear it on, you know, different people doing their different dances and visuals and all that shit. I I gave it another listen. Like I, I went on a bike ride and I listened to the whole album on the bike ride. And I'm changed just like, your life. It really did. It really did. Like my favorite song is America's Got a Problem. Like there's just some No. Like there's just something about that. You know what I mean? And honestly, but um but ironically enough, my top listen to listen song of the year is actually a k-pop song it's called um nun i'm gonna butcher this so it's like nun Jungga by moon Sujen. that is my top song of the year and again that song Loki key it low key, like grew on me it really did and like i know i say like i'm going out of k-pop and then the top songs of the year i listen to are k-pop songs Or at least there's three songs in my top 10 that are K-pop songs. And so, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the music I listened to this year.
1: So my Spotify wrapped, I feel like it was a hoax. Um, I feel like the songs that I listened to, like, I don't know. Beyonce definitely topped my charts. I'll be real. Like I love Renaissance. It's a beautiful album and I have a new favorite song. Every time I listen, I'm like, okay, right now it's energy. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um but I have like fond memories with that album, like going to Cincinnati with Jared and Sebastian. We listened to that nonstop. We even made somebody at a bar play it for us, start the album from the top while we were drunk. But um I just think it was a, such a good album. And yes, it did take up my uh list. Um I'm not even gonna go into my stats because I feel like they're not realistic for me this year at least. <laughs> because I literally, so I've talked about it in several episodes, I do like an audio diary playlist for the year, and I'm finally wrapping it up. It has like five minutes exactly on it. I mean, not five minutes, five hours of music on it. So I've listened to a lot, and then I explored a lot of different genres. I really dug into the, what is it, like international realm? Mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of international music. Like I went from revisiting Arabic music I grew up with as a kid. I branched out different subgenres of Japanese music or like Eastern European, like folk music. I I don't know. I just really explored. And I feel like Spotify did not take that into account because I listened to a lot of different stuff. Um the first song for the year was Fantastic My Fantastic Man by uh, William. On Yeabor, which is, like, a Nigerian funk musician. Great. And then, um, as of today, like, the final song on my list is Chlorine by Double Virgo, which is very fitting for myself. But to be honest, like, I do listen to a lot of the same stuff, but also I interject with new things. I try to ease myself in and just kind of dig a little deeper and I'm truly eager to see what's going to come out next year musically. I'm also curious about tours. About it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. It's like I know SZA is coming in February. Which is so crazy. We are the first stop on her tour. Columbus Island? Yes. Which is very odd. But I'm like, you know what? Break our curse. I'm tired. Um, so then. um. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm waiting for Miss Beyonce to drop these tour tickets mm-hmm. for Renaissance. Because, like, it's the end of the year. I'm curious. Well, if like I'm going to drop it on New Year's or something. Um, Honestly, I'm giving up. I'm going to try to go. I'm going to try to go. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. If I have to do a payment plan, I'll do it. But that's enough with music. I feel like my year
0: is mainly focused on books, which I'm not mad. I don't know, I feel like maybe in retrospect I focused a lot more on music this year I guess because mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like I just have a lot more stats, I don't know I guess like my stats are just very prominent and honestly my goal this year was actually to watch Um, my goal was, th- was to watch 200 new movies this year but instead I watched I think probably less than like 50 new movies this year which yeah. is fine, even though I'm really waiting for Tara to come back down So I can rent it because I I saw that trailer and I can stop thinking about it. Maybe it's because I'm a band nerd and it's taking place in the classical world, you know? And so I'm just kind of like, I want to see. And plus Kate Blanchett, I'm a Kate Blanchett fan. I am too. I'm a fan. And so right now it's like $20 to buy on YouTube. And I'm like, I'm waiting for it to come down so I can rent it. I'm waiting. We are going to be doing the meat and bones.
1: The main thing that we both talk about all the time is our achievements and our failures because we all do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, do you want to take turns on like what? we accomplished like you'd say one I say one and then maybe dive a little bit okay
0: yeah so um for me the first one I put um is that I put my wedding on hold I me and now got in the swing of planning our wedding we are still engaged um but I feel like we kind of hit a hiccup in the road where like it made me want to like reevaluate our whole entire relationship and kind of restart since we moved out and so Mm -hmm. we stopped planning completely Put our wedding on hold. We don't even have a day anymore, and I think it was kind of hard to admit that because um, there was a little bit of a pressure from you know my parents on getting married, and I think I really had to like face that. And mm-hmm. then I also there was like some issues about relationships I feel like I also had to face as well. And so right now we are um, in the process of doing premarital counseling, which I do recommend for everyone, and um I'm excited to see um how it goes from here I think um us trying to restructure our relationship especially that we're both turning 25 we are not the same people as we were when we were 19 I think it's just trying to find at least my place and how I feel about that and so I would say that was a major accomplishment yeah that that that's something
1: that's so hard for people to come to terms with like you're just going to go through with something, even though you don't feel comfortable with it. Like in some cases, like that's fine. You might find your footing, but marriage, I don't know. People are like, it's no different than dating, but it's like, yeah, it is different. It's very different. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you for doing that. That's usually pretty hard. Um, Things, I guess for me, things that I'm proud of for myself is getting a new job in a completely different field. I've worked in retail. I've been a retail rat my whole life and now I'm somewhere where I could um easily you know develop a new skill and move up that being said it's also a thing that I
0: need to work on too but we'll go we'll go back to there with our failures um <laughs> um so next thing is was going to therapy to unpack my mommy issues um ironically enough when I I was looking for a therapist well before I moved out But it just just came the fact that when I moved out was right around the time I started with said new therapist. And so I was dealing with all these issues. I was dealing, you know, because I was like, she's telling her, so what was the point? Why are you here? Why why are you trying to go to therapy, especially with me? I'm like, well, I just moved out. And so I feel like I'm really trying to take the time to just like kind of unravel. I know I have mommy issues like hard, like I know Mm -hmm. I do. But then really going to therapy made me realize how much living at home with my mom and my stepdad and living under like my mom and how much it's really affected every aspect of my life. Like how I have high confidence, low self-esteem. I feel like I can't do anything without her. I, I, I have my, I have the worst body issues in the world because of her, my relationship with food, my relationship with boundaries Mm -hmm. has definitely affected and seeped in so now when I'm living on my own and I don't have that influence how I'm unpacking that and trying to um essentially confront my feelings about my life and trying to move on and create more like create sustainable systems for myself and so I think in my therapy timeline I think this is really well needed because at first I was seeing a, um, a Jewish man, Aaron, shout out to Aaron. And I went to him right when the pandemic happened. And I think therapy then made sense and mm-hmm. it was great. And then he left and then I needed a new therapist. And I knew I wanted a black woman because I don't care how other white people spend it or anyone spends it. I'm black. I want black um, health uh, professionals in my life.
1: I have a Mm -hmm. Black
0: physician doctor and I have a Black therapist, so I'm I'm starting out great there. And Laura has definitely helped me in terms of getting serious in terms of my boundaries with my mom confronting. I've even done brain spotting, um, which helps break down where your tension in your body comes up with certain issues. And then it it trains you not to feel that way anymore, essentially, and how to brain spot even when I'm not with her, I think I kind of knew it was kind of getting real when like one day after therapy, I like sat with Niall and I just cried because I knew my relationship with my mom is just not going to be mm-hmm. the same. And then it really, I really cried about how much she's really affected my life in a bad way. And it sucks and it hurts. Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's, because, like, that's supposed to be your, like, air quote, safe parent. And then you realize, like, you're not safe with them anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's, like, my, my second biggest accomplishment.
1: Mine's kind of similar, um, get, getting back into therapy and being consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And really, like, working on taking my medication, really working on, I mean, I'm trying to get a diagnosis for ADHD, so I'm really on the path to get there. So it's been really nice to have a therapist that understands what I'm going through. And I don't know, her and I are very like-minded, or I guess our personalities and attitudes are very similar. So it's really good to have somebody like that. I do wish I could have my first therapist, Charlie, back, but I had him through school. So I will never be able to have him again as my true therapist, even though I wish he could be. But it's a lot of, like, unpacking my trauma, unpacking my experiences, how I handle them. I'm really trying to allow myself to hear um, what I've done wrong. Like, when I'm with my therapist, when I'm telling them something, I'm like, okay, am I doing something wrong? Like, is there something that I could do better? And i really allowing that to happen so I can better problem solve in my life so it's really nice to have that again i really like my therapist shout out to lauren she's cute she's fun she's great 10 out of 10
0: (laughs) yes we love the we love our similar therapist names laura lauren yes that's a mess that's that cracks me up um but yes so next accomplishment of this year it's kind of tied in um basically related to my career and how I published my short form documentary and I submitted it to a film festival there you go this is a documentary I've been working on since mid last year mid 2021 and it's done I've officially moved on from it um and honestly, I'm actually really glad I did because I'm just kind of like, I just want to get this done because I felt like it was really holding me back. Like, after a while, I really felt like it was holding me back. And I felt like I mm-hmm. couldn't, like, move on from from doing, like, longer, even though this is technically a short-form documentary, like, a longer project. Right. And so... Um, I was like, no, I'm going to do it. Like, I know, because I, I the reason why I, I wasn't working on it, because I thought it was bad. I felt like I didn't get enough footage. I felt like I was like, what am I going to do with this? But no, I did a lot with it. It's literally 35 minutes long. It's on my YouTube channel. And I submitted to, uh, I submitted to a, uh, the Columbus Cinema Film Festival, which is in April. And I think final submission ends in late January. So I submitted it last month. And so I'm just kind of waiting and then also i made a short film and i submitted it for a short film festival and it won it won a funniest film it won for best acting as well and that one was also kind of an experience too because i wanted it to like feel like a filmmaking experience even though it was literally me the whole fucking time and it was great like i i had a great time filming i filmed with um people that I knew I really tried my best to like reach out to people and be like hey I'm doing a short film do you want to be in it um Mm -hmm. I worked on like pre-production I did not storyboard but I did have a script and I broke down the script I thought I broke down what props I needed what order I was filming in the locations like I really like dug deep and treated it like an actual film and that was also a learning experience and so yeah those are like the biggest accomplishments I have in terms of film um mine
1: is actually working out and taking care of my body for once honestly I'm going to tie this into like wellness as a whole I literally have really taken time to sorry I'm trying to get comfortable um (laughs) I've really taken time to physically get active and work out so I officially have a gym membership I feel like we've been pretty consistent
0: since what september august working out i feel like october i feel like october is when we really took the push and tried to go as often as we could right
1: and then as far as like cooking and everything i've been really into that i think i've been into it for a long time but this year something in me i just love food i love cooking and maybe that's helping with my like body dysmorphia and like healing journey with my relationship with myself as a whole, um, just accepting the fact that I love food and we're supposed to eat it. Like (laughs) I don't have to feel bad for eating junk food every once in a while, or, you know, making a perfect meal. It does not matter because I'm eating food. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the skills that I'm learning. It's great. I love it. So I am just very excited for what next year has to offer. I do plan on, trying to be more consistent with the gym and being active i also plan on officially i know i've said it several times i'm going to sign up for ballet classes i'm going to do it it's what my inner child wanted and needs so i'm going to do that and learn some balance
0: and some different skills you know period period um so these next two are kind of just like an experience as Mm -hmm. an accomplishment but i literally saw my top two favorite bands Evanescence and Paramore Live and I mean that in the same Col- year in the same year literally beginning and the end now I will fully admit the Evanescence concert was kind of feeling bad because my sister's car broke down on the way to the concert and so I legit missed like 75% of it which still kind of saddens me but they are coming to the Col- Columbus in March and I haven't seen any other tickets or anything like that and so Maybe it might happen again, but um, also seeing Paramore live um, yes. with with Mel and Taylor and my sister Ash truly best experience of the year. I never thought I would be able to see them, especially after their little resurgence into the mm-hmm. pandemic. I really thought tickets were going to be not going to happen, but we did get general admission, which I fucking hate. But tickets were only seventy five bucks. Not and bad. Also- to be fair, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun, and we were the only ones getting lit in our area, and it doesn't matter because we were getting lit, okay? And Paramore to have like those two bands that I religiously listened to in high school to see them live, Haley and Amy live, right? I think they're both Leah Moons too, and I'm a Leah Moon, and so there's a thing where it's like if you listen to music by artists that have the same Leah Moon as you, you you relate. And I feel like that's true. I have a whole list of Leo Moons in my, in my, on my um, music library. And it's a good playlist. It's like Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, Khalid. Like, it's a solid mix. That's another accomplishment of mine. Hold
1: on. I'm looking up this. Let's see. Let's see if I have any artists that are Aquarius Moons, because I'll be real with you. Most of my shit. No. Billie Eilish. No. <laughs> Britney Spears, sometimes. Solange, yes. Anyways, let's go back. So I'm going to pair these two things together just to wrap this section up. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting back into reading and loving it and also getting back into the world. I, again, I mentioned it earlier. Like, I'm back into reading and I'm so proud of it. And I love it. And I don't think it's ever going to leave me. Because for a long time there, I could not pick up a book worth shit. I literally reading a book did not sound appealing to me even though I have so many and now I'm back in it and I just enjoy it with a passion and Mm -hmm. it's great and also another thing that I used to be passionate about was going out and experiencing things so it's not as much as it used to be and I think I mentioned it earlier in the episode like I don't have to do grandiose things now that I'm older I can do the little things and still experience the world so, like, I went to Chicago again. Um, I love it. And I truly do think that that might be the place where I move. I went to Maryland again. I love it there. Um, I've been going out to get drinks on a regular basis. There was that period of time where John and
0: I hung out every single weekend. Every That is, weekend. <laughs> that is very true. We, and the last time we did that, years. It's been a couple of years. I know used, we were we, we were used to, getting into it. We used to be tied at the hip when we were like I know 18, 19 Like we we would hang out so much, and so yeah, that was kind of that was kind of an iconic moment this year. Like yeah. we were just like, man, we're hanging out again every weekend, like four weeks in a row, and we a already month. worked together too. So like. I don't know I feel like this is a lot for our friendship
1: I don't know it was fun it was fun so like I definitely I don't know it just if I feel really proud and I'm gonna slide this in here too I think really beginning my ancestral journey and like really going back and embracing who I am as an Arab American woman is going to be something that I'm starting now but I plan on really working on for the rest of my life um Especially with the experience of having to assimilate and, you know, essentially put aside a part of me that, you know, that is a big part of me. Like, that's important. I'm literally half Arab. Like, I mm-hmm. grew up with this culture. I experienced this lifestyle, but I know nothing about it. And you know what? Whose fault that is? It's not mine. It is my parents' fault for not teaching me. That's and like also, statement. And also, it's other people's fault for making me feel ashamed for who I am and I'm not gonna allow that to happen anymore so that's something that I'm definitely working on I'm really excited I think I'm gonna try to learn Arabic like truly learn it um because it really does suck not being able to communicate with other people that speak the language that you should know Mm -hmm. and then you tell them they're just like you don't know I'm like no and they're like ah shame (laughs) like that's not my fault Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited about that experience. I don't know. I I see a lot of new growth and excitement for me next year. I love that for you
0: because I feel like I I feel like really like seeing our friendship evolve. Like I feel like for you to get to this point, like at 25, I don't really think that's a coincidence. I think to see your journey and you're just like I'm ready to like get this change because like I don't know. I feel like at some at like some points in our friendship, I feel like I wanted at least in terms, like, like, for example, I'll use us going to the gym. I've been like saying for years, I've been like wanting like you be my workout buddy. Cause I hear you talking con- consistently about wanting to be active and working out. I'm just like, let's do it. Let's do it. And then you never really did it until like this year. And I, and I know, I feel like you, it just kind of ties into the, like you, like not essentially being like, like you being ready, but just like really getting in the mindset of really like growing and be like, no, I want this. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. And then us actually being consistent, writing down our workouts, Mm -hmm. executing it, knowing that we need to switch up something we can and being uncomfortable. Like I love to see that. I know. I I definitely feel like it's a growth thing. It Mm -hmm. really is growth. And like, I don't know,
1: getting older and cutting the bullshit of like, I have to do a certain thing this certain way, or I, I don't have to do that. Like, I don't know it's just like really coming to terms and growing and everybody grows at different paces like growth is
0: not linear it takes time yeah Yeah. it takes time for when you're ready no I completely agree um I guess like my last little wrap up I I did write I made over 100 videos on YouTube I'm actually close to 200 I think I have like 183 videos okay but I guess I guess just like a general wrap up of this year like I think the big, oh, honestly, the biggest accomplishment top is me moving out. We never saw that coming. I just, wait, you saying that sarcastically? No, no, so we never saw that coming, like, you know? I mean, no, that's, no, you're right, because, like, when when I'm, like, like, I literally told my therapist, I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, I did not see myself past 24. I legit did not picture my late 20s, my early 30s. I always imagined myself at, like, 24 because I thought, that was going to be the age I graduate college or at least be around that time. And then we'll go straight to like 42 for some reason. Like, I I just did not imagine those years. And I'm hitting these, I'm hitting my late 20s or my mid 20s. And it's scary because like, I feel like I'm supposed to have this image of what a young person is supposed to look like. And I have no idea, like no clue. Mm -hmm. And so- I wanted to move out with Nile, like I may- I wanted that, and for so long, it may seem like my mom. My mom would always tell me, that "I can't do that. I would never do that. My money, my habits are horrible. I can't, I can't do it." And I did it, and it's the fact that I did it in less than three weeks. Like we found a place, we were looking at, we were already looking at furniture, we were already looking at so many different things. I saved my money, mm-hmm. I saved as much as I could. I moved out. And I think with me moving out kind of snowballed because it snowballed into going to therapy, trying mm-hmm. to do new things for me, like wellness wise. So like for me, I feel like I've been, I'm in my cooking game as of lately. And I've been really in the, in the room for experimentation in terms of food, because I never could do that at home. Cause the, I mean, yeah. My mom would be like, Oh, you can have veggies. You can have salads, all that stuff. But it's like, I want to try other foods that may not be that healthy or maybe different. And then I would, I would still get like judged or really for. And I can do that in the comfort of my own home. It's the fact that like, I have my own space and I'm, and a part of, I think my part, a part of me is now really getting into It's like decorating. I yeah. never got to decorate, never got to decorate as a kid, as a teenager. And also realizing in this time too is that i am perpetually an angry person i and i think it starts with me moving out because i get so angry about the way i treated myself what i allowed for myself to go through how my current state of living in this world that i have to find myself in does not support me as a person as a queer person as a black person as a woman Mm mm-hmm trying to navigate a job market that does not give a shit about me having to deal with like small town mindset kind of because mm-hmm. i mean i don't i live in columbus but like i don't live in Picasso anymore. but it's just like trying to outgrow that and trying to figure out what i what i need for people in relationships in my life what do i need from them right How to move in life in terms of wellness in terms of creating new opportunities for myself work opportunities living life Mm. I feel like I true I feel like I I I I was really going through the motions for a long time I wouldn't say I mean I I mean now I'm going through the motions like same difference but like I felt like I was living someone else's life that was not mine and I really took this time and I'm trying to rediscover myself like that is why like i mean, we're gonna get into it but like next year my theme is like back to basics rediscovering myself at 20 at 25 what are some of my favorite things to do what are some things that i'm just like you know what no i don't hold that anymore like Mm -hmm. i don't hold that mentality but what's another thing where i'm just like no like this is this is a deal breaker for me and like saying okay this is what i need and another, I think another thing apart of that is also, like, letting go. hmm I kind of had to, like, let go of this image of myself or, like, at least in terms of relationship with my mom, like, this, like, relationship mm-hmm. and how, like, now moving forward, like, she is an, aqua- like, an acquaintance to me. I love my mom. I really do. But she's not my friend. And I felt like I had to say that for years. Yeah. But... She's not. It, right? And I've accepted that. And if she doesn't or whatever she feels that that is her feelings, that's nothing to do with me. And so now I'm trying to translate that into all my relationships and all mm-hmm. the relationships I move forward to making. And um, my style has gotten a little bit better. I'm feeling a little plateaued with it. But I think there's also a part of me, like, in terms of, like, silhouettes, I feel afraid to do it because I'm a bigger person. But just do it exactly like I love feeling sexy I really do and like what what
1: your version of sexy does not have to align with what your mom's version of sexy is Exactly. What the TV's version of sexy is because it's what you feel at the end of the day and who does that fucking matter to it's like, you exactly
0: like I, I feel like, that same
1: way I feel, feel the same way
0: yeah I feel like I've hold so much of what people think of me because I'm trying to hold up this, like, good girl image. Because I was a goodie-goody-two-shoes. And that is also another thing, too. I saw this TikTok where this woman was like, literally, people, like, goodie tissue people make angry people. Like, kids make angry, like, 20-year-olds or, like, early 20s. And I feel that. Because I just feel so angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's more than just the life isn't fair angry. I think it's deep. I think it's deeper than that. I can't really explain it. I can just explain the feeling. And it feels like a burst of like hot air that just needs to be released.
1: You know, I'm glad you finally bring this up because this is something I've observed about you for a very long time. I know that everybody always mentions that I'm angry and everything like that, which I am. I can admit that I'm a very angry person. I'm very outward about it. But you, it's a very low key, but I've always seen it. I've seen that you're upset about a lot of different things and you're angry about things. And it's kind of interesting to see you now also like come to terms with that. Because I'm not going to bring that up to you. That's the thing you need to figure out, that you're an angry person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody has a little bit of anger in us. It just depends
0: on how we present it. And what is the root cause of it? Because anger is only a surface level emotion. Mm-hmm. it is not a deep-rooted one there's always gonna be something below that mm-hmm. and so obviously like for me accepting like oh yeah i'm an angry person but i i i accept that below that i really feel disappointed yes that is, that is probably the one pro- i'm disappointed that is it right there right Man, there we're, we're really turning
1: this episode so into a therapy about- session
0: i'm literally about to cry i'm not gonna fucking lie yeah i wow. i really am like i feel send so, this episode to your therapist <laughs> i feel so disappointed because mm-hmm. i feel like i want to say i feel like i've been played but it feels like that it feels like i get it it feels like you're set up
1: for this sort of life where it's supposed to be wonderful it's supposed to be beautiful it's supposed to be great mm. and at least for me, the people in my life who are supposed to help in that process are often the times that are, the people that are hindering that experience exactly, for me. Exactly, exactly. Where, where it's interesting because they're like, they're usually other people are going to do that to you. How come the people that are doing it to me are the people I'm related to?
0: Exactly, it, it kinda, exactly. Like,
1: it it kind of goes back to like the ancestral journey thing. I'm like, you're mad at me because I don't speak Arabic and I don't do this. But who was the one who was supposed to teach me? you. Why are you mad at me? So-and-so on the side of the street is going to treat me nicer than you. They're going to show me how to, I don't know. It's so interesting getting older and realizing that unfortunately, a lot of us are set up to learn these kinds of things by ourselves. We have to actively go out and find therapists, find other people that are like minded like you to talk about these kinds of things, to feel comfortable talking about these things because the people that you- grew up around family um childhood friends or just people with different mindsets than you or people who are stuck in their own mindset who are trying to enforce that on you aren't going to be the safest people which is fine that's why we grow up and figure that out but it just sucks I understand the whole disappointment thing of I have to figure this shit out myself where's my help I thought you were supposed to help me Mm mm-hmm you're supposed to build me up. You're supposed to make me feel great about myself. You're supposed to tell me I'm smart, I'm kind. I don't have to do. It.
0: I get it. Yeah, I don't know. That really just that really just came up, man. That was ooh. Cool. But yeah, so speaking of disappointment, let's talk about our failures of this year. And let's how do a rapid fire, fire on this one. Rapid fire. Okay, um, I'll go first. So basically the first one I wrote was that I made my business and essentially did nothing with it. I didn't even like freelance off of it or anything like that. And I think I know, I know exactly what this is. It's the, um. it's the work. I didn't want to fucking do it. So I did everything else. I made the business. I made the business cards. I made the website but you didn't do the work but I didn't do the work and I know it because I was um there's this fantastic youtuber his name is Ali Abdul Melika I really do think you would like his stuff um I probably would. but basically I was watching his video of the failures he made in his business this year and this was a 40 minute video probably unedited too like well like lightly a little, edited, bit. A yeah. little bit but like a lot of the big portions we what was talking about were unedited. Like, he literally said what was on his mind. And one of the things he said was, like, he did, um, he didn't want to do the work on this specific project or whatever, so they did everything else but the work. And I was like, oh my god, that's me. I know that's yeah. me. That's me. It's, it's more fun to do, like, the fun little side quest versus the actual, like, mission. Yeah. It is. And, um, and so now I'm, like, looking at my business. I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. And so, but we'll, we'll touch on that in our goals for next year. But that, that's my first one. Um,
1: so, one, something I need to work on. Uh, how to get out of a job that I hate and really jumping out and getting the fuck out. Because... I should not feel like I want to die before going into my job. I should not feel scared or panic or cry every day before a job. I don't want that anymore. And also I'm not even calling these failures. These are things I can work on because it's not a failure because it can be fixed. All this can be fixed. I might not get fixed tomorrow, but it will be fixed. (laughs) So trying to allow myself to be vulnerable and get my resume fixed, really reach out to people and say, Hey, I want this job. Let me do it. And being brave. So
0: there's that. Um, the only second thing I have on here really is creating a morning routine. And this is something, and I put this as a failure because I, everyone knows how like fascinating about morning routines and there's still a part of it that I am fascinated by. I really do like it. But again, I never fully did the work on to figure out what would be my routine. I always, mm-hmm. like, would try other people's routines. It didn't work. It didn't stick. Anything like that. And I didn't have anything to fall back on, so I kind of failed. But The thing is, how I grew from it was by a video called by my, my productivity queen, Michelle B, where she basically said, create a menu. Create a menu for yourself. Stuff on low energy days medium energy days and high energy days. And that's exactly what I did. I created an ideal menu for myself, ideal things. I'd like to do my morning routine to get my Mm. day started. And it's literally stretch and or workout. If I'm feeling it meditation, breakfast, read or write, maybe watch YouTube. Those are the only things and they're in a menu style. So if I'm really need something quick, like, like I only have 10 minutes, I can do a five minute stretch get some breakfast yeah. and that's it that sets up my morning for me and and if I really want to do the whole shebang like I did this morning like I did a 10 minute yoga I did a five minute meditation I had a light breakfast and I watched a little bit of YouTube in the morning before I did anything that's what I did this morning and I it's completely made everything better for me because I have something mm-hmm. to fall back on if I need a reset I know what to do it's made it so much easier for me
1: there we go mm-hmm. um another thing that i need to work on is boundaries setting boundaries my but that thing The here's the thing about it i'm not going to get that done overnight and it's not a failure to me it is mm-hmm. something that i still need to work on setting boundaries with my family setting boundaries with friends setting boundaries with myself shoot Like there's some things I'm like, man, I'm violating myself by doing this. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. So really like I want to work on setting boundaries and creating a new space for myself in the next year where I can say, no, that's not what I want to do. I feel like I have the, the base level of it set, but again, it's the work nobody wants to work anymore <laughs>
0: no one wants to do the emotional work anymore
1: <laughs> no get your ass up and go to work anyway insert Kardashian clip here um but honestly like I feel like a lot of the things that we talked about will go into the next year therapy reading writing creativity all of this stuff is so important to us and for me anyways that's what I want to work on next year and mm-hmm. i feel like we've been talking about it all year and don't beat yourself up if the stuff that you want to do just that happen this year it might happen next year it might happen 10 years from now but keep putting in the work that is it
0: mm-hmm. that is so true but, thank you guys <laughs> yes thank you for listening uh this episode was pretty good
1: i really enjoyed this episode i did too and it's it's really fun that we are wrapping up our second season. That's the one thing we've really been consistent on is really making these episodes. Yeah, we're not like every week. We're not every couple. We're not every month for every couple months at this point. Mm-hmm. We almost did. We almost did an episode a month for the year. We only we've did nine. We we could have done more, but mm-hmm. life happens, and we're very much a life happens podcast, and spur the moment that's what happens when you get two people with adhd talking um yes that is another goal for me next year get tested
0: but um. honestly but yeah like thank you so much for listening this season um we're gonna be back next season and and honestly i think i feel like for our third season we've kind of got a groove of things mm-hmm. and um hopefully we can be a little bit more consistent maybe actually more hitting in depth. like a one month or maybe even a two month maybe maybe sometimes when i give two episodes a month but
1: yeah i know
0: i know like definitely we this is a podcast where we do talk about like what we want but i know we've also discussed about doing like longer form like researched episodes which i mm-hmm. think would be really fun because we both have topics that we are very passionate about right and we deserve we we both deserve the time to unpack it here yes and we will be unpacking next year (laughs) no for real though for real see you next next year year. see you next year period